cold in here hello 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 are you there would you say river phoenix hello hello yes you didn't say river phoenix okay nope well welcome to another riveting Ball raw usa movie review and i've brought in a guest back good old matt bradley sergi is here Yes, hello. Happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's early for you over there. What time is it over there? It is about five till eight. Oh, shit. Well, sorry to keep you waiting, my friend, but I'm glad that you're here with me for this review. Today, we're going to review, uh, what's it called? Saving Christmas. It's Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. Yes. And uh, we both watched this. I'm glad that I have you here with me because to have to break this down into like a plot is pretty difficult. Don't you think (laughs) this barely even qualifies as a movie, man, like (laughs) running time is 79 minutes. I mean, the credits with the bloopers and and stuff and Hey, hot to trot with, um, with, uh, what's his name? Uh, John Candy and Bobcat Goldthwait was only an hour and 15 minutes, and that was from Warner Brothers. So I know that yeah. that uh, seems like Citizen Kane compared to this film. Am I right? I, I think so. And this this director, Darren, uh, Darren Dwayne, you know, got to start in music videos, which isn't so unusual, but he was doing stuff back in the day for like Pennywise and Blink-182 and <laughs> Audio Adrenaline. So, um, you know, quite different. You, you wouldn't have guessed his music video background from like the way this is shot, like it's pretty, um, you know, they didn't have a lot of money to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Yet they tried very hard to make it seem like it's this huge production. Like let's start at the beginning where there's like several different beginnings, Uh. like, like seven, I say there's three different starts. The very first one is like Kirk Cameron sitting in front of a fireplace in a Christmas tree, like kind of like lecturing the audience. Right. Yeah, it's like masterpiece theater or something. He's on this <laughs> throne. He has his his goblet, I guess, of hot chocolate. But on IMDb trivia, they note that the the goblet has nothing in it. I wasn't paying that close attention, but um, and, and even we talked about this before uh, the offline. But like the poster for this is very misleading. It's Kirk Cameron with a candy cane, and I, I don't know what else. But he's like doing an action pose and it says putting the Christ back in Christmas and it, it has the cross and, you know, you think it's going to be maybe like a national lampoon kind of Christian comedy sort of thing. No, not quite. Like, I mean, okay. So when the movie is kind of like, I think narratively flawed in the fact that like you hear Kirk Cameron's voice narrating everything before he even gets into the car and start. <laughs> telling his story yeah that's right because he's a character in the film but at the beginning it's this whole kind of um element evangelical christian thing where it's like even though it's they're kind of a majority they're acting like they're a minority and persecuted 
Yes, yes, yes. They're acting like um, if you dare to question Christmas, like I think the people who don't give a fuck about Christmas aren't as uh, sinister as this film makes them out to be. And it goes out of its way to demonize people who are like, don't give a fuck about Christmas or don't care about it. It like uses those music video techniques. Like when they show Santa, when he's like projecting Santa, when he's in the car, the, the stepbrother, they show like the film starts warping. You hear like this, like, doom sound effect and like a lot of slow motion yeah. <laughs> a lot of Zack snyder slow motion kind of thing yes if, yes if you think that Zack snyder abused slow motion you should see this fucking film guys like <laughs> this slow motion everywhere um but wait let's let's start with the actual plot so there is a christmas party that is being thrown in this like nerd's house who should be thanking God that he ever got laid, let alone has a wife. <laughs> well, and, and the nerd is the director. Is he? Oh my God. Yeah. And he also me. wrote, he co-wrote the film. Oh I didn't, because at first I'm like, this guy clearly isn't like a, a formal actor and he's not. Um, but <laughs> it's like, geez. I mean, that's one way to save money, right? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want to be at this party. And like, what, what I find weird is when they show like, when they go back to the party, they always go back to the infamous Deandra, the the black guy. And like, mm. they try to like demonize like everything that's wrong with the world onto this poor black guy. Like he's like all the dialogue that they say, like makes him look hyper paranoid. And, and like he, he, he's basically just reciting all of these random, like, um, trivial kind of annoyances that the audience will be like oh he's one of those but the way and, he speaks is a bit like chris tucker i think the kind of like manic really quick yeah. delivery at least he has good energy or something i'll give him that but at one point like he's talking i mean i guess we'll get there but the scene with the coffee mugs yes that's what i'm saying that's what I'm okay saying. like he's, he's talking about he's talking about 9-11 conspiracy theories at one point and I'm not even sure if it's a joke or not. And it's just throwing so much information at I you. Know they're just throwing all this shit. They're trying <laughs> to make it seem like these people are weighted down by the weight of the world and they're lost. And this could be you if you, but yet these are the people that are supposedly in this like pro Christian party, like Deandre, whatever the guy doesn't um, actually do anything to redeem himself or make his character seem anything less than an annoyance until the very end when he DJs the party, when he DJs the, the, the dance routine, but we'll get there. Right. We'll get there. Of course. Um, so the movie starts and let's see the, the guy, the director, the Kirk Cameron's, uh, his sister's husband, he goes out into the car and he's like, bah humbug. And Kirk Cameron comes out and he wants to teach him, he wants to see what's wrong, right, at first. And then he starts lecturing him about how he's completely wrong about how consumerism and all this stuff is not really intertwined with Christmas and that everything that's in there represents Jesus, right? Yeah, and, and Kirk Cameron in this movie is nothing if not smug. And it's like, if you disagree with Kirk Cameron, you're the asshole. Yeah. This is what it seems to do, but I... I have to say the points that um, his brother-in-law, whose name is Christian, I mean, talk about symbolic, uh, it says, I sort of agree with, in that he doesn't really 
you know, he's kind of overwhelmed at the party. He just wants to chill out by himself. And then Kurt, Kurt Cameron just forces himself inside the guy's car and starts like yapping at him. And they when... make they make all of his fucking <laughs> arguments against Christmas so fucking weak. Like he may have a little yes. bit of truth, but he's so fucking easily pushed over by Kirk Cameron's bullshit. Like um, the very first one was what was it? It was about like the nativity scene, right? Like yes. he was he was talking about the symbolics of the nativity scene, and then basically it came down to like this the swaddling cloth, which makes no fucking. It's so stupid. Like. Because Jesus was born in the swaddling cloth and he died in the swaddling cloth, this is totally symbolic. And like, he should have been killed by those horrible soldiers. And like, that's what the nativity scene is about. I think that it's so, it's like, his, there's, he makes them seem like they're obsessed with Christianity because. Even the smallest little thing having to do with Jesus, like, sets them off into, like, happy land, to, like, I've taken a psychedelic drug land. Uh, and the guy is so easily pushed over. Well, he's, he's using, like, methods of a cult leader to <laughs> try and win him over into Christianity. And if the point of this movie, as it says in the tagline, putting the Christ back in Christmas, if you're trying to convert people over to Christianity with this comedy or you're just playing to the the preaching to the choir here um i don't know if this is you know i don't know if this is the way to do it like i grew up going going to church and was yeah. in the, the church youth group and everything i don't know about you but like it was yeah never, it, it was never at like one of these um what i call like fake churches but these like worship centers right yeah. where you have these these big rooms with hundreds of people in them and um but i mean i, I will say you know in these flashback sort of or, or sequences about the manger and all that there is some production value there you have people in costumes i think those are like lit well unlike the the stuff at the christmas party which just kind of looks like a sitcom they reuse the actors from the from the party in the christmas scenes oh, i didn't even notice that that's funny. yes they do and um well let's see what is back to the plot quote unquote the guy's amazed that the swaddling cloth has significance and then he starts to say well what about the tree and then Kirk Cameron's like, well, you know, God is everywhere. Like he's he's created trees and like trees are in the Bible. They talk about trees here. They talk about trees there. And like thus uh, he even had trees in his house and like trees are totally cool, man. And like uh, and like all the fruit from the trees and blah, blah, blah. So like he makes this weak connection. Like it's like me saying like like God is everywhere. God is in the toilet. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> God is in the toilet would be a better title, I think. But yeah. <laughs> That's um it's yeah, a, but such I mean, a weak connection. It's like it's yeah, but the, the brother in law brings up of a pillow. Oh the, well, the, Jesus had pillows back then, you know. Like, sure. <laughs> they're like just believe in Jesus, you won't have any anxiety, or I don't know. I mean, like I don't even know the point they're trying to make with, with half this stuff. And you have the the brother in law uh played by the director who he's making points like, well, you know, Christian has its origins and in, in paganism and stuff, which is a hundred percent correct. Mm-hmm. And the, to sort of like fight back well no it's actually all jesus stuff i mean i don't know it, you're right like all these arguments well are... then he starts to talk about santa right and then they really get into that yes. secular weird pagan the, shit the saint like, nicholas yeah they show this fucking weird demented homeless looking dude who's like i'm so gruff give me my coat and then like he leaves the house 
And then Kirk Cameron explains that Santa was not in the Bible, but St. Nick was a real person. And he went to this like special like council who wanted to denounce that Jesus was really the son of God. And, and he got pissed off. So he like said to the guy who was like the, the secular person, he said, you're wrong. And then he like beat the fuck out of him. And then <laughs> they say that it's okay. Like, because I mean, because he, he was for Jesus. He beat the fuck out of him for Jesus. He lost his his whateverhood and then became a saint. And that's why he's known as Saint Nicholas. And then he go he goes home and his wife is like, You get that out of your system. Come on in here. We got some kids to go get presents to. And suddenly his demeanor changes from like some psychopath to like, ho ho ho, yes, we have to go get the kids presents. And like it's so fucking corny it's delivered he does like he does like a a penguin dive or something on the floor into the present well well, well, we're not there yet we're not oh not there okay no we're we're talking about the saint nick the Uh, saint nick part yes Yes. no he um the 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 after hearing this the um what's his name the uh husband of the sister kirk cameron's um stepbrother yes he he goes up to the front door and kirk cameron says that gives him the blessing that he can view christmas now with new eyes right and apparently they've left their car lights on too because behind them there's like lights blaring right in their direction you see it they're all lit up and instead of just walking into the fucking room like what you said what did he do he swan dives on the floor and skids. I mean, how oily is that floor? Must be all he's, like, he's like a fucking bowling pin going right into the fucking tree like a fucking maniac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's totally uh, lost his mind from there on out. You know that, right? Like, he's totally fucking, he's, he's gone. He, he's drank the Kool-Aid. Drank the Kool-Aid, yeah. And and not just that, but like, um, they, they try to like say that, oh, you should get the most expensive presents possible at Christmas. Eat the richest butter. Presents symbolize the the rebirth of Jerusalem because well, it sort he of says like, like a city. He, he says like, look at the presents. There is they're as tall as a city. And yeah, then he says, Ugh. look, imagine Jerusalem, the city, and like, it's like, dude, what if I'm poor and I can't fucking afford just one gift for my family, right? Like, <laughs> or or can't even afford gifts or food at all. You have to go to like a a, a soup kitchen or something, right, to have a Christmas dinner. Like. <laughs> Is there shame in that then? Is that what they're implying? They're, yeah. The longest, ah, and, it's funny. It's I know you were mad when you watched it, but it's yes. if you if you believe this, then it's the scariest shit ever. But if you don't, you can watch it with a little bit of laughter that the idea that people were sitting in the theater because this came out in the fucking theater, dude. That's what I can't believe. Right. I mean, yeah, it's the production <laughs> value of like a Hallmark movie, you know, with with a tenth of the money and yeah that people are seeing in in theaters and especially you mentioned what uh, deandre uh is the dj and they yes. do a, a a kind of uh angels we have heard on high which is a, a very old uh hymn and it's like a 10 minute version with like it's the whitest thing i've ever seen like just the slow motion dance that just doesn't end well guys what happens is this is the the husband goes up to the wife he goes up to her and he says i've been a jerk honey i've got something for you and then the movie pauses and it says like what do you think's gonna happen 
It's like sometimes the unexpected happens and then it unpauses and he says, I've, um, you know, choreographed a hip hop dance number for you, honey, in the name of Christ. And like then it cuts to DeAndre as the DJ and everybody at the party starts dancing in like unison. Like they've really practiced this. It's it, it doesn't make any sense. And they dance for a long time, like you said, right? It, yeah, it, it goes on and on. None of the dance moves are too impressive. I mean, I'll give the director credit. He does shoot it like in a wide shot. So you see the whole body moving around. You see the choreography. You know, you, you see the choreography. It's not like frame fucked to death with the extreme close ups and everything. But it's just that it goes on for so long. And, and then they start to... to eat. And like you said, like you said about yeah. them saying, get the biggest ham. Do, use the gaudiest silverware because it's Ugh. all for Jesus. You know, like. <laughs> that was the biggest stretch for me, I think, is you're like, don't feel guilty about anything because Jesus <laughs> yeah. really is, is what it's saying. And well, it's I a reward even... for their like obedience. You know what I, I mean? I, <laughs> I suppose. Right. For, for going to church every Sunday and during the middle of the week and yeah, volunteer or, or whatever. They throw them a bone reward. to keep them brainwashed. You know what I mean? This whole thing is all yes. these people are fucking sick or something. I don't know. Like, especially how they, if they all went through this inundation by Kirk, imagine each one of them one at a time. Oh no. Every, every Christmas, <laughs> a new one gets like brainwashed. It's like a cult. And it, this sounds like a fucking another movie. You know what I mean? I think so. Yeah. And in fact, um, Kirk Cameron has that car in his driveway for the sole purpose of waiting for someone to go in there yeah. he's kind of bummed out he's like i'm gonna yeah, spiritually assault them in the car yeah with, the, with my knowledge uh with the actress that plays um his sister is one of his real sisters in real life is she really yeah i was gonna say because i i remember his sister was like the chick from full house right well, I mean, that's the famous one, but yeah, this is the other one. Might might be a half-sister or something, Bridget R- R- Rodenor. The and, less uh, attractive sister, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, cheaper sister, yeah. Um, the one that's completely brainwashed as opposed to like half brainwashed. Like. <laughs> I, I think so, and it, it's just so, I, I just don't, I mean, when you break it down, the movie is just two scenes, right? It's inside the house and in the car. And all the stuff that he fantasizes about, like. Right, 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 yeah. yeah all the stuff he fantasizes about when he's talking about it, the, the scene with them. I mean, and then in the very end, like a Jackie Chan movie over the credits, you have bloopers, but it's just people forgetting lines. It's not even, I thought for sure they would have uh, the, the goofy brother-in-law, the director, like, you know, break his nose sliding into the presence. Or, <laughs> or, yeah. You watched farther or, or than some... I did. Cause I turned it off the moment that the credits were on. That's, that's I, the... I was thinking, oh, is there going to be like a, what did Roger Ebert call it? A credit cookie at the end that'll tease a sequel or something. But no, I thought like what possible sort of, or would it have a message like, please uh, for a free Bible call 1-800-BIBLES or something, but no. And you know, when I was a kid, my grandma was super religious and yep. she would like take us during some of the summer times to church every day like we would walk to church and we hated it um and then i got her to kind of you know cut back because she knew i hated it so much till just weekends but i know those prayers i know the gist i got kicked out of fucking religious instruction (laughs) oh that's funny (laughs) 
and like we used to do stupid things when we were kids. My friend, my friend Harry's mom was one of these born again Christian women, and she would only let them like watch stuff that was like rated PG. Oh no, one of those. Okay. Yeah, and like they went to like the religious instruction. I went to their religious instruction, and then we both got kicked out of that one because I think what we did was, if I remember correctly, what got us kicked out was there was a choir. And we sang, the choir was singing something and we were singing something else and we were screaming it and we were screaming (laughs) guns and roses right next door to hell. You get it? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good. (laughs) Because we're in the church right next door to hell. And um, then they removed us like pretty quickly, probably within 10 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) And we were, and we were kicked out, but he got to go back. I just never allowed back. I was bad influence, but um. But yeah, yeah, no, I, you yeah. know, I, I never got kicked out, but like, yeah, one of my, like, like yours, uh, one of my grandmas was really religious. She was so religious that if she went to a, um, a church that wasn't Catholic, it didn't count. She also had to go to a Catholic mass. Oh my God. And like, at the time we were um, Methodist, but we, uh, you know, I moved around a lot as a kid. So we do Presbyterian Methodist, but not, we never did Baptist, but we did, you know, a lot of all the all the different ones we never had to go to mass in in latin but i was apparently oh my god what but we never had we never had to do that my grandma would like her church in pennsylvania johnstown that's a hardcore fucking church to do mass in latin yeah yep yeah they do mass in latin at like seven in the morning and then wow the the regular knows latin that's fucking crazy dude right right i mean but yeah that's pretty hardcore but the uh but what was it we um I had some friends growing up and we would, what would eat? We'd called it the 24 hour movie marathon where we just, I worked at Blockbuster so I could get the movies for free. We just watched stuff 24 hours. And I didn't know until later, one of my friends is really religious. Uh, the person whose house we had that at. And the friend of mine that went with me, Zach, who was like really into punk rock and stuff. His mom, my friend's mom that we did the spend the nights at thought Zach was satanic, but only let Zach can't come because I came and I was so nice. He was satanic. What? That, that's what she he, thought. He, he wasn't. Say, parents say fucking ridiculous things. Sometimes. They say stupid. I didn't know this until later. Like at the time, like I, I thought, oh, there was nothing See, weird people, going on. Because people I'm, used to think some parents used to think weird things about me just because I watched horror movies and stuff when I was. Oh here. yes, yes, yes. And I mean, I don't know about. Did you ever have it in school where people just wore only like Jesus T-shirts where it'd have the cross on it, oh, or they'd have like God, these, no. Thank God. Yeah. No. I yeah. Georgia, we had that a lot. They would be I mean, made fun of, I think, in my in New York. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but in public school in Georgia, you'd see people do that a lot. And I had to because I kept falling asleep in church. They made me they put me up to the soundboard and I, I learned a skill, which was something. But um, but yeah, that one one week we went with the uh the youth group uh, all around Georgia and Florida doing con- live concerts and things. And I mean uh, just because they're Christian doesn't mean crazy stuff doesn't go on, right? In some cases, it's it's more so because you're um, restricting people. Yes, yes. Yeah, you know, um, it's really weird. I think that a lot of people who are who are listening, who are not from the United States, might not understand, like, the severity of, like, the southern states and the religious, like, uh, obsession yeah. that's kind of, like, uh, also kind of encroaching our government and well in in schools i mean i was they introduced something i don't know if this was just a georgia thing but they called it it was such bullshit they called it a moment of silence because they couldn't legally call it prayer 
every morning in homeroom. Eesh. It's part of the announcements, and it was just like a minute of silence. That's fucking weird, dude. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, so, you know, everybody out there, let's remember that the founding fathers wanted a separation of church and state. I have no yes. problem with people who, you know, are spiritual or even religious, but like, you know, this movie even tries to make people like me feel shame where, where Kirk Cameron at the beginning says like, there are people out there who say, put it in, do it on your own time. Like do it, but like, don't, don't do it too loudly. You know what I mean? I say fucking close your goddamn doors, do it in your house. But like, don't encroach on other people. Don't, don't right. try to tell other people how to fucking live their life. Like, no, it, it, exactly. I have nothing against religion itself. I think it does, you know, some good stuff and some bad stuff, and yeah. especially things like Habitat for Humanity or or they're building houses for uh, people that can't afford it, and you know, doing the, the donations and stuff. But I'll, I mean, the one thing that I'll never forget is I, at, at my church, they did a big thing. We're going to raise a million dollars. I'm not exaggerating. It was, you know, we're going to, it's a affluent neighborhood. We're going to raise a million dollars. And they said, and the whole purpose of this is to have nice stained glass windows for the church. And I'm like, really? Oh God. You couldn't use that money. But again, you know, it, it, it yeah. Like if you have listeners from here, they're listening to this from outside of the States, like in the South, like it's just the churches have to be huge and it's, it's kind of in your face. I mean, people, at my, at my at my middle school that were super into it would go up to jewish kids and say they're going to hell right to their face oh my god what at school yeah like i mean it was really bad that's fucking out of control dude that I've right never, i've never seen that in my life that's crazy yep. or they give you cards to say like uh you need to be saved little business card Fuck things. that shit you know yeah, i yeah. don't know like i like it like when i was growing up I was friends with Jewish kids. I was friends with fucking Indian kids. I was right, friends right. with different kinds of kids. Yep. And like, it was never a fucking problem. And like, I never, you know what I mean? We all, we never mm. expected, you know what I mean? Everybody's got their own private business and like, it's getting so out of control. You know what I mean? Like the, I don't know, like people look at Muslims, for example, as like, as if they're like animals and like, it's not, the case like look at it like these super christian warriors like there are they they exist some of the extreme people it's not everybody in the religion that's a fucking out of touch right like warrior um you know just like with the muslim people like it's like that with it's just as a commonality amongst all religions that there's going to be extremists and crazy people and it really isn't defined by the religion it's defined by our humanity you know what I mean? It's defined by like our our limitations as humans and our inability to like um, to kind of like just coexist our commonalities, focus on more positive things. Everybody's focused on, and we we said we would talk about this too, uh, but I'm not going to go too far into it. But everybody's so focused on negative things and and trying to control each other and like the sense of freedom and the sense of choice is slowly kind of like dissipating away. Like, I don't feel like, you know, so as um, healthy as they were say in like the nineties are our divisions within ourselves are, are tearing us apart. And um, yeah. And I, I do think on, on, with like the internet and social media and stuff in some ways, both the best and the worst thing about it is you can find someone that agrees with you. 
Yeah, it's tough though, because a lot of times, like the way I talk online, the way I talk in real life can be different. Of course. People can project whatever they want online. And some of it can just be echo chambers uh, that don't actually accomplish like any change. Just like, I, I think that like, people are kind of like dehumanizing each other to try and justify the bad behavior. Like this is all Democrats or this is all, you know, Republicans. And like, it's not necessarily everybody, just like what I said about religion, but like those people might exist, but if they do exist, shaming them and making them angry is only going to make them more furious and hate you even more. And the cycle fucking continues. It's not an olive branch. It's not like this person's kind of like me. It's like this person's absolutely nothing like me to the point that like they're an animal, they're a pig, they're a demon, a demon crat. You know what I mean? Like it's, yes. it's fucking out of control. And we need to remember we're all Americans. Like the fact that Americans could be driven so far and be so out of touch with what's morally right that January 6th could happen. Um, is outrageous like they attacked their own government you know what i mean like it's not it's not russians it's us right now we're tearing ourselves apart from the inside in this country and it's affecting everything it's affecting our schools it's affecting our our relationships with our neighbors it's affecting every part of our life and and exacting this stress on us of like absolution that I don't know. I don't know the way out, but I think consciously recognizing that there might be a problem to deeper, like kind of go into it, kind of uh, break it down and, and come up with some kind of solution that's healthy instead of like, don't think about it. Don't talk about it. Shame them. You know, they'll feel embarrassed. Like, I don't think that expressing negativity and like hurting people is the answer because then they're going to want retribution back. And this whole retribution thing is now hot because a lot of people feel so shunned. Like their way of life has been like encroached upon because like uh, of people going out of their way on both sides, just to try to irritate each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a bit of trolling each other. It's a bit, I don't know, but I think if people just like talked to each other, and had a real conversation you know i think ultimately a lot of people what they want isn't what most people want i think isn't so so different and it's easy to kind of build something up as in your head as being something super heightened if people can know how to even communicate because a lot of people just yes argue they want to fight that's right the and problem it's, is like and it's a... the my way or the highway mm -hmm. thing and it's like i don't think i think it's stuff is really a lot more nuanced just as you can say with political parties that all Republicans think all of this, all Democrats have to think all of the, agree with all of these issues. It's like, it's not that simple. Mm -hmm. And I mean, with kind of the religious cult thing, I mean, uh, or, or angle, you know, I think Uwe Boll approaches that uh, brilliantly in his movie Postal, right? With, um, you have good satire in that movie with uh, the, uh, what is it? The Doom, I think is the name of the cult in that. I don't remember. The, okay. Yeah. The, the the monotheism uh denomination but, it's been uh, it's been a while since i've seen it yes like, i've seen it many times but i don't remember the name of the cult so. right. but i you know i'm looking <laughs> at the imdb site for the saving christmas movie and there's this one that's pretty good where it's at one point kurt cameron claims that jesus is the bringer of light 
actually in Latin, the name for the bringer of light is Lucifer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's 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 fascinating that this movie could inspire a conversation and thought that's been so deep and so interesting. Yes. And uh, I don't know. I think that maybe we should wrap it up from here because it's been 31 minutes. This has been wow. a great um, a great review, though, and we've said a lot of interesting things. I think that uh, we'll have Matt on again. And uh, you guys can uh, see Matt. Matt has a show. He has a podcast called The Sequel Cast 2 and Friends. Yes, that's over at SequelCast2.com. We uh, just put up an episode on um, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Mm-hmm. And we'll be doing some anime stuff coming up with uh, the Project Aiko movies. And um, I forget what's after that. But yeah, a lot of interesting things coming and he is just re- he's just re-released the Uva Ball films of Uva Ball Volume One, uh, the video game movies. He is the author of this book. It has been re-released on Amazon. It's on pa- you can get it in paperback, you can get it in Kindle, you can get it in Audible with this British guy who's narrating it, and it's actually kind of funny if you get the narration version. I think. I think so too. It's interesting. To, I mean, yeah, a lot of the book is you know, I mean. For- the people that want to know more about that book, it's sort of these, these longer for form uh, critiques of, of the movies and it'll kind of summarize what happens or quote dialogue. And to hear the narrator, uh, Jonas Gawai, um do these different kind of American accents and, and pronunciations um, as a, as a British person is um, makes, I think the, the audiobook version stand out. <laughs> <laughs> and this book is going to be like one of three books. It's going to be a trilogy. Yes. It's not all of the films. That's right. That's right. It's just the video game films. The other ones, um, I've been working on that for a while. And I think, you know, I finally some, I had to republish a lot of my old books, long story short, and that's all done. So I can start proper on the other two volumes. And uh, hopefully we'll see those in 2024 is the plan. Yeah, and you know, uh, you can make abridged versions as Uva makes more movies if you ever get to that point and he's still, he's still going, you know. Right, right. And because yes. he's, um, as, as Uva has mentioned on here, what, he's, he's filming something in, is it March, I think? He's movie? filming it in April. April. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be yeah. a good film. It'll be a, another controversial film that is going to be unique from what everybody else is making and that's good we need more movies like that uh more thought-provoking films right yeah i would not call saving christmas thought-provoking you might be better off watching the music videos of the director darren duane he did things like damn it by blink 182 and homesick by pennywise yeah it's free on amazon prime even though i bought it many years ago uh (laughs) really I bought it just because I was like, what the fuck? Like, sure. Yeah. I, Kirk Cameron is, he's young, you know? So, <laughs> but anyway, guys, thank you for listening to our movie review and be sure to check out sequel cast two and friends. And, you know, uh, Matt's on Twitter. It's Matt WBT, right? Yep. M A T W B T. Yep. You can follow him. You can follow me and follow Uva, and we will have uh, a New Year's special probably tomorrow with Uva Ball. Okay, guys, thank you so much, and thank you, Matt.
Thank you. We'll see you next time.